My name is Daniel Garcia, and I am a sports entertainer. How's it going, everybody? I am Charlie, as always, joined by the ultimate good brother, Duke. Go fuck yourself. And uh, today, we got our Wrestle Kingdom 18 post show coming at you live, man. Like, it's it's happening. It's fucking ungodly hours here in America. And uh, this is our first ever time doing a Wrestle Kingdom post show. So, how how you feeling, Duke? And And just, you know... As well also, as advertisement: the show's not even over yet. Zero out of ten. <laughs> how exactly? How how are your vibes right now? Following Wrestle Kingdom eighteen, um, you know there wasn't a lot of like insane matches on this show. I'll be honest, but I, I think pretty much everything we thought would deliver did deliver, and a few things yeah. that we didn't. Also, I think like I feel like the things that weren't like doomed to fail, uh. Minus one, which was I thought doomed to fail, but somehow worked. Uh, which yeah. we'll get into all that. But a I genuine mean, you surprise know. on the night, to be honest, hundred percent. So, <clears throat> all right, we had the one pre-show, you know, Royal Rumble, fucking Rambo, whatever they call it, match where Ishimori, Chase Owens, Yano, and uh, Great Okan are going tomorrow night for the. Uh, Provisional King of Pro Wrestling Championship. So, I I feel like, for my money, Great Okan seems pretty easy to win here. I don't know if there's a name you're leaning towards. Maybe the Bone Soldier. But I, I, I mean, I actually remember talking to you about that during the last couple of shows that we did cover from New Japan last year. Which I, I, Ishimori has been on quite the streak recently in terms of quality. I mean, yeah. you know, he's not a name that I heard a whole ton outside of like a few people. Um, and that was a really, really tight two fall. Sorry. Um, and yeah, we're I doing mean, this as the main event is going, just, uh, yeah, we literally, we idea, literally so. just watched, uh, Sonata hit like a really, really close two count. So if I stop in the middle, it's cause I'm watching what's happening, but um, yeah, no, I think Ishimori, I think if you're not going to go with, with great Okan, that one, yeah. you could certainly make, I mean, he's definitely had um, a good run with the junior stuff. I don't know if you want to step him up to that. Um, to that next level or not but i mean you know the kopw is weird because it's like it's almost like above and below some championships jesus christ that ddt was insane naito some of the cleanest fucking uh head spikes in the biz i swear to god uh but it, i mean i'm with you there you know taiji ishimori i he's had i think he ran with an open weight title once right and you know what if we want to kick off the King of Pro Wrestling on a different, you know, put it on a different note, let's start it with the Bone Soldier. So I'm cool with that, too. Our opening match, we had the junior tag titles on the line where champions Bullet Club War Dogs, our boys, Clark Connors and Jill Maloney facing Catch-22. Oh, and there it is, Charlie. Francesco New Akira. IWGP oh, yeah. champion, Tetsuya Naito. So I, I wanted to say off the top of the show. Every title changed hands tonight, and son of a bitch, it fucking did. Every single title changed hands. That's incredible. Wow. There you go, Naito. Naito Naito finished the story. He got the main event at Tokyo Dome and win the world championship. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, But, yeah. I, I thought we opened up on an unbelievable fucking match. Uh, TJP has essentially been resurrected from the, co- from the coffin. 
which we're kind of doing some a little pre-show research and uh, found out essentially they've just been letting these guys do whatever the fuck they want as long as they're in their time slot. So they're having coffin matches for the junior tag titles and uh, the Aswong has been born. Uh, the new titles are fucking awesome looking. I was getting some Finn Balor vibes from Francesco Akira with his green paint. Thought that was really neat. Um, Rocky was on as a guest commentator for English and he did a great job all night kind of interjecting, you know, maybe certain thoughts that we wouldn't have had because we're not backstage. And one of the things he said that really stuck with me is he like, he, he had the vibe that Bullet Club War Dogs were not taking this serious. You know, they're drinking at the press conference. They probably showed up to this match a little hungover. They don't even know if TJP is going to fucking arrive. You know, um, I felt like right away going into this match, the vibes were extremely high. Like you could feel the energy in the building, right? Like people, people were excited. Um, I don't know if it was the opening punch, but Drilla got bloody right away. Uh, TJP was changing up his wrestling style a little bit. He was a little more ground and pound with this mask on. Um, there was a really sick fireman carry into a spear from Connors and Drilla. Uh, Drilla and Akira had some fun one-on-ones. Clark Connors hit this incredible suplex on Akira. And then I like to call it the Pentagon spot where Akira hit this running Canadian fucking destroyer where he jumps off of, uh, TJP's back. Just overall great spots. I thought, I thought they really brought the energy. Uh, TJP hit a blood mist and, um, yeah, it set up, uh, the new champions, which was, uh, their third reign. So there was an incredible line by Chris Charlton where he said, TJP is a loyal creature who will never hurt his friends. So <laughs> yeah, TJP is now a dog confirmed. He, he got that dog in him. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll just talk about this a little bit. I don't think the mask thing, like, so I was talking to you about this throughout the whole thing. Like, I don't think it's super worked for me. However, if it's not going to be like a regular thing, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it'll, it'll be that big of a deal. It was cool for what they did with it. But if it, if it's like now a gimmick, I don't know. Like Japan is weird with that stuff sometimes. So hopefully it was just like as playing into the story of what, with the coffin, like you were saying, like, um, yeah. and he, but, he looked really cool in the post conference without the mask. So. Yeah, so I'm hoping that's that a good sign. Yeah. But <clears throat> I'm I'm with you on the mask thing. I don't think we need to see TJ. But dude, the war mask. dogs, since the last time we fucking saw them, dude, oh my god, do they look like fucking stars, dude. Oh. Like I cannot wait to see what they do with them next. And just coming out of this with Catch Twenty Two as tag champions, I think is a really good look for the junior tag division going forward yep. in general. But I mean I just those two guys just looked phenomenal out there, especially even in the white gear, which turned out to be a curse for some people on this night. But you know, yeah, um, fucking don't wear white. Apparently, yeah, Tokyo Dome doesn't like the white gear. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> Naito's got a pretty brutal cut above his eye. Jesus, yeah, I saw that. I I, I uh, turned off the uh, stream just Jesus. just about a few minutes ago. But like, buddy's buddy's gashed, eh? Yeah, he was he was they threw a towel over him. He was fucked up. I don't know what happened there, but. Our second match on the card, we had the New Japan World Television title. And I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, Zack strikes are always so fucking good. Uh, whenever they did counter wrestling together, it it just it flowed so well. And I think that's just, you know, 
I just realized in storyline, it literally took a guy making himself president and giving himself a title shot to beat Zach. Yeah. (laughs) And it feels like that's just a product of, of saber, right? That feels right. Uh, he laid the fucking mega boom on kicks and there was a series of pin attempts and, uh, it ended up being the result where Tana stole the, stole the dub. I thought Zack Sabre Jr. was booked unbelievably strong. And knowing how they book sometimes, hopefully this means Sabre's on his way to the uh, world championship. Um, so yeah, any any notes you had on this one? Hiroshi Tanahashi um, is our second ever television champion. Weirdly, probably the weakest match in the title reign for Zack. Not anything against Tanahashi. He just doesn't have that, you know, uh, sauce anymore to have, like, those insane matches unless it's, like, you know... A yeah. main event of a pay per view or something, and even then, it's still like fifty fifty. Um, but I, I think, um, I mean, I can't think of a whole lot of other people that could even win over Zach without being like an up and coming star that needs to like get the rub in order to become a star. I, I think it has to be somebody like this. I know Kata's not coming down to this level, and Naito is obviously not anytime soon. Um, I don't think Sonata or Taichi or any of those other guys, I don't think you're going to move any of those guys into that slot at this time. So it kind of makes yeah. sense to, to put this on Tanahashi, let him wrestle the, you know, the TV style television style, you know, championship style matches, which I think that 15 minute time limit probably benefits him more than it will anybody at this point because of, you know, that what I was mentioning, hard agree, actually hard agree. It, it might, it might, it might be the most beneficial for somebody like Tanahashi who's on the back end of their career, you know, like, and, uh, yeah, well, it looks like they just set up, uh, Naito's first challenger and it's, uh, evil. My God. That sounds, that is a decision. That's a decision. Wow. That doesn't sound wow. pretty on paper to me. Okay. Yikes. That might be a fucking stinker of a pay-per-view. Yeah. We have our, for our third match, we have a special singles match. Yoda Suji versus, uh, Yuya Uemura. I thought we had some early chain wrestling. And Suji just kind of demanded control pretty early on. Uh, any any thoughts you had on this match? And I guess two of our, you know, two of the four big uh, returnees from Excursion, uh, they got they got a big prominent singles match where Yuya ends up picking up the victory. Yeah, huge for Yuya. I think um, and a lot of people were hot about the result on this match. Um, and, you know, uh, whatever, you know, I mean... It is a Japanese wrestling match, so I do think, in, unlike an AEW where really wins and losses don't matter, I do think this could actually have an effect on Yoda. I don't know how much, but I don't know. People aren't completely unfounded for being a little upset because it, it isn't, you know, it's like if somebody yeah. loses in WWE, you're kind of like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, because you know that there's going to be a while before they ever get that opportunity again. It is kind of the same way in Japan in that way. But I don't think this hurts him that badly. I do think the match delivered in the way that it needed to for both guys' careers, though. I do think, I don't think this is going to be the match where you look back and one of them derailed after this because of how things went, you know? Like, and nobody's going to be like upset with the match itself, just maybe the results. So, beyond that, though, there was some, there was, there was a couple of spots that I was like, holy shit. Um, and that was the, there was an anti air super kick that uh, I think Yoda hit at one point. Um, and then he was just hitting these insane combos of, of, of his offense back to back that it was just like, I was like, Oh, okay. This is where he gets the pin right here. Like two or three different times. And he still ended up not winning. And I was just like, it was, it was to me, this is when the match, the matches really started to flow a lot better. Like the opening match was still great. 
Um, but I, I, I was saying to you as this match was about to start, I was like, ah, I, I feel like we're missing something here. You know, I don't know what it is. And then it started to just kick in from here. And, you know, the, but there were a lot of ups and downs to this show, I would say. But this, to me, I think was one of the up moments for me. I, I don't know about you, but. Agreed, agreed. Um, in my bad, if that picked up on the mic, I, I thought I, I muted when I blew my nose. And that's I saw me. Um, I, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, so. but uh, I, I, one of the things that got, I had to highlight it during their beautiful counters that they have with each other. And that's one of the things that New Japan does so well, right? It feels like every guy watches an excessive amount of tape on each other and they just they know each other like the back of their hand yoda suji countered a fucking pin attempt into a curb stomp that was unbelievable and uh yeah you all went with that overhead bridging suplex that's just utterly beautiful uh up next we had the house of torture tag versus uh, katsuki amai from uh, noah as well as shota umino and there were shenanigans were afoot I thought Shooter had a really incredible spot on the apron against Narita. Uh, just that was the main moment of this match for me was Ren Narita and Shota Umino whenever they no, had. I, uh, I got I got spots. things to say about this match, man. I don't know. Yeah. Like uh, there look. was plank shit to the head that caused the victory, and uh, Alvarez had a great line. He said it was a house of torture match. What more do you want? Nah, I expect more when you have fucking no. Nah, I'm actually upset about this match, and I'll tell you why, Charlie, because. You have you have this relationship between Noah that you're just kind of like squandering a little bit through this match, right? Because now that guy has taken a loss in an absolutely ridiculous fashion, right? You also have uh, Shooter, who's one of your biggest up-and-coming stars, so much so that you've teamed him with John Moxley and made him essentially an honorary Blackpool Combat Club member. And he's getting pinned in the middle of the ring off of some bullshit on your biggest pay-per-view of the year. What the fuck is going on? And dude, it all it all lends to that obsession that they have with House of Torture, man. I mean, look, Evil's just challenged this guy for the fucking title. They're gonna set up a tag for tomorrow night where Naito and Sonata team with each other, and they face Evil and whatever. And uh, you know, just I, it doesn't make sense to me. I I don't I I personally am with you. I don't get the House of Torture shit. Oh, and, and Ren Narita, who, by the way, is normally fucking a phenomenally standing out in every match, was fucking unnoticeable in this one. He had nothing. He was just another dude. Like, he had the one, like, yeah, when he had, like, just the one spot with sh- Shooter, but that's it. I'm with you. Usually, he's a, he's <sighs> Man, a technical standout. I don't know. He just wasn't. Like, when you compare that to the other two that we had in the previous match... I mean, that is like, how do you, how do you fuck that up that badly after you just did that? I just don't, well, I don't know well, what happened. looking like the future ace now, man. Maybe this is part of the reason why Tana's in charge now, because of shit like this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, which brings us to our next title, which, uh, there's some news breaking out, you know, as we've been, as we were watching the show tonight. Um, so the never open weight championship, Shingo Takagi lost to Tamatanga. Um, I'll be the first to tell you, I was not looking too forward to this match. I love Shingo Takagi's world class, but I just, there's been a lot of Tamatanga singles matches that I've not vibed with. I vibed with this one. I fucked with the heavy, uh, these were two angry motherfuckers who wanted to beat the shit out of each other. And you felt that during the match. Um, I, I feel comfortable saying this is my favorite Tamatanga match. And honestly, I feel comfortable saying, I, I think it deserves a rewatch from me. I don't think I was respecting it in the first couple minutes. So, um, but Tamatanga in his press conference immediately following this match 
he announces he's leaving New Japan at the end of January 2024. So what the f- what? No, no, they'll just they'll have him drop it back to Takagi or somebody yeah. else. You know, is he that's sh- just to drop it tomorrow night. Like, I mean, I hey, if they wanted to get the title on him one more time before he left, that it makes a lot of sense to me. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. weird, and they hey. Maybe that's why they said, hey, just go out and have a fucking crazy match, win the title, and then we'll just take it off you before the end of the month, and you can go on your way. I, it, I But like you said, really great match. I, yeah. I, I thought the opening sequence of this match, which I'm, uh, I'm excited for you to go back and rewatch, I thought that was where this match really got off on a strong foot for me. Um, I mean, having a strong opening to a match is super key, but I've seen matches that started off super strong and just like shit out by the end, and it ended up being 10 minutes when they were – in my head, like 15, yeah. 20 minute matches, you know, this didn't do that though. I don't even know how long it was. It might not have even have been that much longer over 10 minutes. I wouldn't be that surprised if it wasn't Yeah, until the last uh, three matches, not a single match went over 14 minutes. So there you go. So it was, you know, maybe that's why the show didn't feel like, cause I was saying to you throughout, I didn't feel like anything felt like the pace was too, even the stuff no. that was bad, like the house of torture well stuff. Show. Very well it was, they got through it quickly enough that I didn't, I wasn't like that upset with it, you know? This was um, no uh, WrestleMania 32, you know? Oh, Christ. Uh, that was a hell of a review. Um, that might have been the longest wrestling night of my life. Pro- probably. It was like um, combined eight hours because we watched the whole fucking pre-show. Yeah. That was brutal. But, I mean, um, I I, I, uh, I really hope Shingo Takage doesn't just get, like, pushed to the back now that he's lost this title, you know? Um it's a very common thing to happen in New Japan where you just, you lose your championship and then, all right, see you in six months. What? what, what? <laughs> okay. Where the, where the fuck he going? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, agreed. Unless agreed. you're Okada, I guess. I love Shingo. Um, okay. Uh, following that match, we had Nick Nemeth show up with his brother, uh, Ryan Nemeth. And not who, something uh, I had on my bingo card for this no. show, to be honest with you. If if anyone was showing up, I would have had my money on Mustafa Ali because I just thought he fit very well with New Japan. And I forgot to mention this off the top of the show. Um, we are traditionally an AEW podcast. We uh, Eat Sleep Elite is a weekly show that we do. And if you're interested at all in hearing us kind of do a week to week thing, you know, uh, it's it's a it's a great time. Uh, we love it. Uh, we filmed an award show and for 2023, and the file corrupted. And there's nothing we can do about it. So we are going to re-record that show. It will be out this weekend for everyone. But uh, this is a heads up on that. It It's unfortunate. But I, I put out a tweet on our Twitter at Eat Sleep Elite. And uh, we actually posted our first award, which was Duke's uh, Men's Wrestler of the Year, which was MJF. So, yeah, we're, we're still going to go as planned, tweeting, uh, you know, a thing a day. It's just, unfortunately, we don't have the full audio out now. So... But uh, I guess in two years of using this specific, uh, you know, podcast platform, it was destined to fuck us up at least once. So it, it is what it is. But uh, if you guys were actually looking for that, uh, I figured, and maybe you don't follow on Twitter, I'll give you a proper update here. I meant to do that off the top, but. Uh, yeah, Cr- Christian Cage hit us with a DDoS attack for not making him wrestler of the year. You know, it happens. Exactly, exactly. So. Uh, up next, we had the tag title match with uh, Bishamon and uh, the new Gorillas of Destiny. And there were some funny bits with the titles. Um, Haiku Leo pretty much opened this up as the heavy. And God, the, the vibe I was getting throughout the match, ELP's got some sauce, man. He, he was showing off his athletic ability. And Goto has had a truly incredible career. And there were multiple times during this match where I had the thought that, you know, 
he feels steps of he feels steps ahead of everyone in this match. And uh Hikaleo ends up pinning Goto and there's new champs. And uh you know, as someone who didn't watch the World Tag League, uh this this is a brand new pairing to me. And you know, as a first time pairing, as I'm not the biggest fan of Hikuleo, I mean, the guy had a stinker with fucking Jay White, and to me, that's kind of hard to do because I really love Jay White. I thought I thought they worked pretty well as a tag, and um, yeah, I mean, let's 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 see what happens next in the tag division. We got the the heavyweight war dogs of Coglin and Gabe Kid that are fucking incredible. So, yeah, uh, any notes you had on this? New champs. Though. I just I, for me, I don't think this one ever really super got going. Um, and it really didn't. No, I gotta be honest with you. This tag division super hard. They needs to be reset. Like it just they need new faces. They need new bodies. It, the Nemeths are both there. They they could be a tag team that wrestles in this tag division and helps to reinject some life into it. Um, if you can convince the young bucks to come back for a couple matches, stuff like that. Like you need to get some names in here that are gonna spice things up because there's just. Gr- yeah, I mean, the, the I, grizzled young vets. Yeah, they're, they're available. Get, bring TMDK up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you got to do something. If we're looking to bring in more people, Mason Madden and Mansoor, it seems like they're they're doing their thing. They, uh, whoever gets them is going to benefit. That that could be if you're not if if we didn't already have the acclaimed, I would be saying get those guys on every show because they. I do think there would be a bit of a tough thing because I think I think they could be as over and as much of like they're a gonna bring that comedy presence. element that the acclaimed kind of already bring us. Yeah, so, yeah. and I think I think I don't. It, I think you could have them both, but I do think one of them would get pushed to the back, and I think when one's getting pushed, you wouldn't see them both. So I'm not sure if it would. But whoever lands them could have an acclaimed level of like fan interaction and involvement and love and. I mean, just look at some of the clips that are coming out of, of those guys just on the indies right now. They're, whoever lands those guys is going to be, not to completely remove ourselves, but it is kind of relevant to the New Japan discussion because they could end up here. Like, yeah, it definitely needs some injection of life, though, for sure. Yeah. So, and as with New Japan, tomorrow on New Year's Dash, they're, they pretty much set up all their major angles for the rest of the month. So, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll get some inflection of what's happening with the tag titles next and yeah that brings us to our new japan uh junior tag match the iwgp junior tag or the junior singles match where uh takahashi faced off with uh el desperado and you know desperado kind of fell in love with him when we covered Despy we covered, baby we covered the entirety of the uh junior tag uh the junior fuck super junior tournament and desperado fucking match in and match out was just awesome i love how he worked the legs there like including just straight up diving on it uh hiromu his counter wrestling and his smoothness is just truly on another level and i just i kept i kept i wrote it fucking twice i wrote these fellas are cooking it felt like the boys were cooking uh despy was beating the piss out of hiromu with those fucking forearms and hiromu hits his fire up sequence you know uh, there's a pinche loco hit on him for a two count, and then a motor hook pinche loco, and then another pinche loco, and El Desperado is a three time champ. Truly a fucking awesome match, and uh, yeah, yeah, what a really really enjoyable. So, what'd yeah, you think of this one? Just, I mean, like it's just like you know, I was saying to you while we were watching this, like uh, Despy is that old reliable baby face that you can just always put out there. 
and he's going to have the crowd behind him. He's always going to be over, no matter whether he's actually a heel or a babyface in storyline, because we know how that works in Japan. It doesn't always necessarily apply, but like, you know, like there are technically defined heels and faces in Japan, but it's, it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like, um, anyway, the point is you have that and you also have uh, a room who I think might be the most consistent wrestler Japan has right now. Um, and that might be a hot take. I'm not sure, but I just, that's how I feel. I, I don't think I've ever seen the guy have a bad match. And we watched him have like a shit ton of matches in that tournament. You know what I mean? So like, um, I, I, he's so smooth. Like they hit this one transition on this, uh, move in the corner. I don't even know if it was like a, like a sit out or something like that, but he hit this super smooth transition into a move. And we were both just like, God, it's like, you can't even help, but just like fucking just, like everything he does is so good and smooth. And it's like, ah, oh, it's so great. Can't help. And this is really fun. And what he does. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like a super hard hitting, you know, match as well. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, I couldn't even take notes on this match toward the end because it was just so well oh, yeah, put that's, together. That's how like, I felt the next two. Because, yeah. Uh, up next, we had the triple threat for the uh, IWGP Global Championships, the inaugural winner, where Will Ospreay faces John Moxley and David Finley. We opened up with basically the ceasefire was in effect, and it was, uh, you know, it was Captain America Civil War. And, uh, <laughs> It was it was Will and John Moxley beating the shit out of David Finley so they could have a true singles match, and it worked for a while. And I think that I think that was a smart booking decision, and it, it played into effect later throughout the match. But um, I I just I there's you know us being an AEW podcast, I uh, I just can't help but think sometimes like Will Osprey is going to be fucking full time in AEW and. It that it blows my mind because of how fucking good he is. He was so good just right away. Even when they're doing the Captain America stuff, that was good. And then when he has the one v ones with Moxley, they're just their chemistry together was untouched. And it's like, what is the future of AEW going to look like with him at the top? It's going to be it's going to be beautiful because there's so many guys he can face that we've never seen too. Yeah, um, but like throw him against fucking Ray Phoenix. See what yeah. happens. Exactly. Throwing against Vikingo. So many dudes. I mean, have we? Has he even faced Hangman? You know what I mean? Like, if he has, it hasn't been in a long time. Yeah. So, uh, all in all, I thought this match was just fucking beautiful. There was a great moment when the uh, the War Dogs attacked, and they ended up getting put through a table. But Coglin didn't go entirely through, so he's just <laughs> sitting there. That's already one of the uh, best wrestling memes of 2024. Bro got caught in the table and just sat there. He's like, you know what? This is my home now. He sold the shit out of it. Uh, dude, I thought Finley looked good. You know, I, this is I, the best I, I've ever seen him look, I think. I know it was very limited compared to the other two. And there were some sequences in this match that audibly made us both like fucking gasp. Like we, it was just fucking beautiful. Some of the shit they did, including the finish, which, you know, it, it they they made it in a way where David Finley stole it, and that's that's the vibe they wanted us to get. He's the ultimate fucking heel, and um, you know, I, you gotta be. It looks bright for the future of AEW. I know this is New Japan, but having our fucking ace of John Moxley and you know Will Osprey go out there and have this match. Uh, but that being said, Finley had some post match angles where he's getting in the face of Nick Nemeth. They're beating the shit out of each other, spitting on each other. It goes to the it goes to the back, 
and uh, Nick Nemeth is his sights set on Finley. So I think that's awesome. You want to establish this title? Let's let's you know people are going to be interested in seeing Dolph Ziggler's first match in New Japan because the fucking the right, they have any balls? They'll fucking put that title on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not afraid. But uh, yeah. Uh, what a what a match! What a what an early contender for match of the year until the very next match happened. But uh, yeah, yeah. had all of its hopes dashed immediately after in the next match. But I yeah, there's the, the I echo pretty much everything you said about the match itself. Um, the man getting caught in the table. I pretty much everything you said. Like I, there's not much more I can add to it than that. Other than that, yeah. I I on paper that was the match I was the most excited for because I thought in my head if any opportunity for David Finley to actually prove himself has presented itself, it's against these guys. This is sink or swim. If you don't, if he doesn't make it work in this match and walks out with that title, he might lose it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like no yeah. cap. Like because that's you can't establish a new champion championship with a champion that is weak like that you just can't do that so this was the match that needed to make him and i i believe that uh willard and john jonathan uh, managed to pull that off yeah uh, it was it was really enjoyable which takes us to the next match and you know I, I, sometimes Right. It's, uh, it's done everybody wrestler of the year for 2024 is going to be brian danielson there's no chance yeah. You know, sometimes we get in these situations where a match happens and, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, well, that's one of the greatest I've ever seen right away. Because, you know, everyone kind of tries to downplay that. But I think when you know, you know. And, dude, this was the definition of two of the best living wrestlers doing the fucking thing. Like, they went out there. I think this is the match we would have had if Brian Daniels didn't break his arm like three minutes into the actual match. And they you know had what? Forbidden the broken door, arm fucking it played is. into this one. It's brilliant. And just, I think these are two guys that are, and, and will be some of the best to ever do this craft. That's wrestling. And it just, it was special. This is one of the greatest matches I've ever watched. It's one of the greatest. I think matches. if you parsed it just on Japan only, people that are just Japanese wrestlers, they didn't wrestle anywhere outside of Japan. I think yeah. Naito. I think I think if if even with Liger's history in Japan, I think Okada's got to be that guy, right? And if you do that just for America, it's got to be Brian, I think, to an extent. Unless you go to some guy I mean, that I was wrestling even, in like yeah, the sixties. You 60s. can even say right now, your your best Japanese wrestler, it, especially right now, you know. It's Okada. Your best right. American wrestler is Danielson. It's like UK, Osprey, Canada, Omega. Like it really starts to add up and you get a picture of like this is these are guys that we finally have this opportunity to have this match. It's at the Tokyo Dome and it was fucking perfect. Exactly. It was fucking perfect. I I I'm in disbelief of the match we just watched. I need to watch it again. Just like just like Omega and fucking Osprey last year. It's like when you watch that match, you know you just watched something special. Like, and you can almost change the countries. Like, yeah, this is Okada and Danielson, and like we just watched it. And I don't. It's not too early to say this is going to be the best match this year. It's fucking gonna be. And the only way it gets topped is if we feature, you know, two of those other guys we just talked about, and and either of these two. Like, it's it's that simple. Like, uh, 
This, I, I got nothing else, man. It, it was fucking perfect. I hope we get three or four more Brian Danielson singles matches in New Japan this year. Because if this is any sign of what he can accomplish... You know the next one we need to have, right? It's the guy that fucking lost tonight. It's Shingo Takagi. Because, my God, yeah. if there's another guy he could do, if he could do the super match with, it's him. I, I'd also like to see him fucking tear it up with... with 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 fucking uh with Hiromu, bro. Can you imagine the match those two would have, dude? Oh my god. Yeah. Cause like you factor in Saber <laughs> uh, and just how fucking great he is and honestly that's why I want him to have like, like three or four because then we can just have him have all the matches and then all right, now we don't now we don't even have to do the G one because he had too many good matches and yeah. it's it's fine, you know. And you know, slight spoiler because the award show's not out. Danielson and Saber was my favorite match of the year last year. So it's like it's just, it's so fucking beautiful, man. And, you know, sometimes wrestling can be romantic and, and we can sit here in this moment and just, you know, it doesn't have to be single things that we're calling out. We can talk about, you know, Danielson's perfect stomps to fucking Okada's head or how he tried to work the arm for 15 minutes and it finally paid off, even though Okada still battled through and hit that Rainmaker. Like, there, it, it's just, it was perfect. I feel like the fucking Homelander meme, dude. Because son of a bitch, man. Like, I- I'm sitting here right now and I'm thinking I can't wait to show that match to, like, my sister. Or my roommate. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait to show them that fucking match. Fuck, even Brady might need to see that one. He doesn't care for New Japan wrestling. But god damn it, man. He's gonna respect that. It was it was so emotional. Is that fair to Is this one of the most emotional fucking focused matches is that what made it so beautiful? I will I will tell you this, Charlie. The aura around Brian Danielson as he walked down that super long, which we haven't even talked about how long the fucking ramp that was. was I'm sorry. Ridiculous. I don't know why it got on my nerves so much, but the ramp was like a mile and a half long. Dude, the ramp was, like was literally in Shibuya and they yeah. were in fucking Tokyo. You know what I mean? Like, no, that was anyway. one of those WrestleMania ramps that it, it kind of – it's a little bit too long. And when you got motherfuckers walking slow and it's – you know, some people have been up for way too long or – some people woke up way too early. <laughs> Look, man, I just—it was too long of a ramp. Yeah. Like, I, the, I, if we don't get a meme out of direct drive, fucking just the fucking hauling ass down that fucking ramp, I don't know. But, um, fuck, <laughs> shit was so funny. But no, I mean the aura around him as he walked down to the ring, dude. It was like this otherworldly thing that we have never gotten before, which is a modern version of Brian Danielson wrestling in Japan in the Tokyo Dome. I mean, unreal. It was. Unreal. It was something you. You. It's something you'll never get to experience again because it, it, we we got it, and it's 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 now a moment in wrestling history that we're gonna look back on and be like, damn, remember gonna that time? To, we're gonna be able to watch it forever. And you know, remember what? that time that Brian Danielson like ran the Continental Classic and lost, but then had like a fucking banger with everybody in that tournament, and then ended up putting over Eddie Big, and then ended up going yeah. to Japan and having an insane match with Okada, and like. It, yeah, it really this year was. in wrestling history is going to be looked back on, and everyone's going to be like, "Damn, that was so crazy!" It started. It all started with Brian Danielson versus Okada. Absolutely, and then I mean, uh, match of the years. It's yeah, uh, and then our main event where Tetsuya Naida defeats Sonata, and you know this was this was a slow match. This was a focused match, and it was all about telling the feel good story of Naito finally getting his moment. And he had got the biggest pop of the night during his entrance. And you know what? Uh, Sonata 
Sonata had tears in his eyes because of uh, how he was respected, right? So, just a really, really feel-good moment here to end the night with Naito winning the championship. And, uh, I, I mean, we Do you kinda... have any idea what you do with Sonata after this? Like... I'll tell you what I Because I feel like do. you did make a star out of him, but what do you do with him now, you know? Like... You kind of just let him, let him run his stuff with the team, with the, with the, uh, five guys. What's their name? Fuck. Just five guys? Just five guys. You kind of let him run the stuff with the team, and then, you know, maybe, I can tell you tomorrow they're gonna, he's gonna tag with fucking Naito. That's probably a guarantee. Yeah, that feels like guaranteed, but. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, Sonata had some fun stuff. I think Sonata's elevated his career, and I hope he's one of those guys that we do see him in the title picture every year you know every yeah year. i was about to say is this one that you run back in a few months when naito's had a little bit time with the title? i don't want to see him going for fucking david finley's title in like three months yeah that's kind of where i'm at because i the global championship i think it needs to establish itself before we get that being, the biggest yeah. stars going after it i think that, that needs to be finley's little toy for a little bit you know like yeah that being said i think i think the way it works in japan especially I think you can have Sonata do tag shit with his guys, and and that'll be fun. So, yeah, yeah, guys, um, that was it for our Wrestle Kingdom show. I I appreciate if you all came around. Uh, and and hey, if you feel like checking us out more, if anybody wants us to cover more New Japan, like just let us know, man. We we'll cover the Battle in the Valley again this year. If if there's people that want us to do it, we got no problem doing this shit. We we love talking wrestling, and that's kind of what Eat Sleep Elite's all about. So. If if uh feel like checking this out, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe on whatever platform you are on. And uh yeah. Um as always, shout, shout out the Duke, man. Twitch.tv slash the Duke of Derbs. And uh if you ever want to feel like chatting with him while he's streaming. So yeah, we will uh we'll catch you guys for the award show, because that's gonna be our next show now. That uh it's gonna we have some good awards, to say the least. I, I, Bro, CM Punk hacked in and fucking deleted our podcast. Did, what an asshole. Did. We had some really fun awards that, uh, you know, even though we're going to talk about them again, it's going to be fun to do. So we'll we'll see you next time with our virtual tuxedo. QT Marshall hit us with the cease and desist driver. The seed, yes. <laughs> you guys take care.